You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a fantastic show planned for you. Why do you ask? Because Rebecca Hall, president and CEO of Idea Hall, is our guest for the next 20 minutes. Rebecca, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. This is such a pleasure to spend a little time with you and share my story. I appreciate it. So let's start at the beginning. Your business has been in place for 19 plus years. I'm wondering what was, take us back. What was your original motivation and idea to start this business, Rebecca? You mean, why would I quit my six figure cushy job? What what were you thinking about? (laughs) Quit and go on my own. Um, Well, there was two primary things um, that was on my mind back in 2003 when we started. Um, One was that um, it was an era where public relations, advertising, websites, and video were all treated separately. You had to have a company that would do each one of those functions for you. And I just didn't, uh, it didn't make any sense to me to to not start with strategy before we think about the tactical execution. I felt like my hands were tied behind my back because I could see how all the components would work together to achieve our clients' goals, but everyone was doing it in that more traditional way. So that was one really big opportunity that I felt the need to fill. And the other piece of that was I wanted a great corporate culture where I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kept looking around and there was, you know, there were some shiny places, but they didn't have quite what I was looking for. And that was both in the, in the way we worked in the lifestyle balance of how we worked, but also for, um, giving back and and goodness and purpose-driven work. Um, so that was what I was thinking about when I started Idea Hall. So it sounds like from that answer, you were ahead of your time. I mean, the convergence of all the platforms into a strategy that people are leveraging all of that. The importance on culture has never been more of a focus with the millennials and Gen Zs in the workplace. Understanding the power that a successful company can have to do good in addition to doing being a successful company. You were on trend before it was a trend. Well, maybe. I think I, uh, you know, I think being young, um, I was all of 29 when I started <laughs> and I think being young and idealistic was, you know, played to that advantage of being able to, you know, ask the questions, why do we do it this way? Right. Why can't it be what we want it to be? And, um, and then to have the uh, chutzpah, if you will, to, to go and pursue it. And certainly we've, uh, we've been on quite a journey um, and we haven't always gotten it right, but we've learned a lot and we continue to, uh, improve ourselves every year as we as we continue on. So let's let's talk about that entrepreneurial journey, Rebecca. How long or when did you truly believe that the business idea hall was going to thrive and that you really had created a business that you could count on for 20 plus years? Yeah. So um like I said, ignorance was bliss, right? I, I really never doubted that it would become mm. that, but I did have a moment early on Um, I had just hired my first two employees. It's about two years into the journey. And, um, 
and my biggest best client at the time and i only had a couple um shows up at my door to let me know that they love me but they needed to move on to a more sophisticated bigger agency mm. and they cried and i cried because i had banked on it and they were my big client you know they were paying pay my my expenses and payroll and i just signed a lease for the, not just a sublease i was in a sublease at first and then i signed the big lease and they were so graceful and wonderful about how they told me but they needed to make that decision i still think i could have done it but <laughs> Right. It was the decision, and they um, and they drove from uh, northern LA down to my little office in Costa Mesa to tell me in person. They had that much respect, um, and so you know, for 15 minutes, I cried in the bathroom, and that's about, about all the time I gave myself to really cry about it. And then I said, "Oh my God, what am I going to do?" And in the next few months, I landed three critical clients that not only became clients, but became mentors to me, mm. referred me tremendous amount of business, brought, you know, just through doing their work, brought me a lot of prestige, a lot of word of mouth in the real in the commercial real estate industry. And so that's the moment when I was like, okay, we've made it, we're gonna make it. Um, but it took that unforeseen situation of losing a client to really put a real business plan together, really put myself out there and go for what we wanted to do. And um, that is a, truth that has come back again and again when you go through the great recession when covid hits um that is a lesson that i've been able to lean back on and you know you have to um continue to move forward despite the hurdles and um some of them hurt some of them you know oh my gosh you know i want to i i don't want to end this relationship um but it's but it happens and that's business and you have to keep staying confident and forge forward we are the stories we tell ourselves and that's a powerful story i could sense some of the emotion that while it's 17 years ago maybe doesn't yeah. feel like it right yeah yeah and um i'm just wondering do you think the other things would have happened had you not lost that major client? Do I don't think, think they would have happened nearly as quickly because sometimes you need some really big motivation to get out of your comfort zone. Right. And that's it's, what that was for me. It was a sink or swim moment of do I, you know, I could have stayed in my comfort zone a lot longer. Um, or, yep, today is the day. Wasn't ready for that to happen today. And, but how you respond to a situation like that is everything. Right. 
Epictetus says it's not what happens to you that matters, it's how you respond to it. And I'm sure in that situation, there may be other entrepreneurs who folded the tent, who went back and got that six-figure job. Because only two years in, you're still hireable. You know, yeah. now nobody's going to hire you after 19 years. Get too long an entrepreneur, you've been too successful running your own thing. It's not going to happen. But two years in, you could go back and get a corporate job. And yeah. it was the way you, the path you chose to not take. But yeah. congratulations for you for finding yeah. the thank motivation you. to, and then thank goodness for life to bring you the opportunities to build what you have today. So what do you have today? Tell me about Idea Hall. Oh, wow. So, you know, um, we are that integrated firm. We are known to be that integrated firm that offers branding, advertising, public relations, community outreach, video, and even, you know, we're, we're forging deeply into a lot of corporate culture and DEI work, mm. um, a lot of sustainability work, not necessarily as a separate service, but as an extension of all the things we do already. Um, and so we are living that truly integrated model and people who come to interview here tell me they come from agencies that do that. And then they get here and they go, oh, no, we do it in silos. We, we might have the same company name, but we, this department only does this and this department only does this. And at Idea Hall, it's really collective. Um, don't get me wrong, we have our specialties, but we kind of think about it as majoring and minoring because you have to understand how the whole whole thing goes together, even if you implement in your in your specialty. And um, and so I think we do have something special here that a lot of our clients really benefit from that thinking, whether we play the role in implementing it all or if the client is, um, you know, it, many of our clients have inside, you know, in-house people that do a lot of implementation. So but it allows us to really think across, you know, what is the real result we're looking for? How do we get there? And then what tools do we use in marketing and communications um, to make that happen? So um, we're, we're loving and living that. Um, also, we have, you know, we've been on quite a culture journey. Um, there are times when it has been magnificent and special here. And through COVID, we we hit some rougher times there, you know, and I think a lot of companies struggled with it. Um, I think what we did well is we we created hybrid. We did hybrid really well. We're still doing it really well. Um, we've asked our people to come back two to three days a week. And, um, you know, now it's putting the relationship forward again. And um, there's so much value in that. Doesn't mean that people have to come every day or anything like that. But, but when you have relationship and trust, everything works so much faster, better, easier. Um, and so we've just, since the beginning of the year, been asking people to, to do that, to focus on the relationship. Really, we've been investing in a lot of training and culture building and uh, and the rewards are coming for that. Um, got a really, really awesome special team right now. So, yeah, that's that's a great uh, answer. And because uh, I know that when if you were in the central business, you had to send everybody home. That was a, a big thing to do, yeah. but it was um, people did it. Yeah. It's almost, <clears throat> I think it's harder or finding the right balance by bringing them back 
is more challenging for many companies than if you weren't essential, just having everybody's home work from home starting tomorrow kind of a thing. What's, yeah. what's your opinion? Well, there's no perfect answer. It depends on the type of business you are. Um, there's a lot of virtual agencies who that's their model and that's what they do. Mm. I believe in relationships. And I think in the being physically together, well, not all the time. So don't get, I don't want anybody to think that. But when we are together, we build stronger relationships, trust. There's a vibe and energy of being together that is why, why I wanted to build an agency and not just be a home stay-at-home contractor. There's a big difference in that right. desire, right? I love to be around people. Um, but the innovation and the collaboration is part of what an agency does. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you've built those relationships, you can be very effective on Zoom and online and virtually. But um, when you have new people, especially young people, they don't benefit by being, you know, the fly on the wall to listen to you know, it's the old Hamilton line, be in the room where it happened. You know, right. yeah. um, I want to be in the room where no, it I was going to, would you sing the song for us? Rebecca? <laughs> <laughs> song and dance over here. And I do we, we have a lot of fun with that, but um, uh, I think that's important. And so it is finding the right need. And it's not always about our personal preference because those in leadership, um, need to be available to those who are trying to make their way in their career and um, the teaching and learning and frankly just being in the room where it happened matters to young people so um, we're still going to find our way i don't i don't want to say we've got this code cracked and we're doing it the best um, we're just going to make small pivots so we'll continue on the two to three days per week in the office um, but then, you know, if we need to have people in a fourth day, sometimes when it matters, we might, and then the next week, maybe we'll let people, you know, do less. Um, we're trying to find that right flexibility. We have a lot of working moms here. Mm -hmm. So that flexibility is really important. And, um, and moms took a, a lot of brunt for yes. during COVID and childcare and all of those things. So I'm a working mom. I have a five-year-old at home. I have a wonderful husband who supports me and um, gives me a lot of that flexibility to be the CEO I need to be um, and be where I need to be in person. Um, so anyway, I know we're kind of getting on a. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, and I no, I appreciate your total transparency and your answer and thoughtfulness. Who do you who do you help? What what type of clients come to Idea Hall and stay? Yeah. Yeah, so we have we have benefited from many very long-term clients, and a couple that come to mind. Um, one is um, Sabal Capital. Um, they are a um, commercial real estate lending and investment firm. Um, they have morphed and changed over the years, but we have an 11-year track record with mm -hmm. them. And uh, in fact, part of their company, their lending business, was sold off to a very large regional bank this year and now we have both of them um <laughs> which is a beautiful thing yeah, that's good congratulations on that 
the the relationship and the track record there was so strong um so we're very proud of that but also another um so we do a lot in commercial real estate the entire mm -hmm. ecosystem so um i mentioned sabal but we also work with a number of large contractors like cw driver and swinnerton and Artie olson we have a number of architects um including um, KTGY, AO, Hendy. Um, so many of those you'll know in the Southern California marketplace, but many of them have footprints other places. Another great long, long-term client is Cystinosis Research Foundation. And um, we have been with them for, for many, many years. Um, and they are a group that um, pulled a community together to find a cure for cystinosis. And uh, they, are, they are global, but they're based here in Orange County, and we do all kinds of things to support um, the communications of, of unifying their community to find it, and they are just so close. Um, it's been an amazing journey with mm -hmm. them. Um, we've also, in the um, last, call it five years, really gone strongly into healthcare, and um, we support memorial care in a number of areas. And then also Be Well Orange County has been a wonderful client for over five years, starting with their name, their logo, their, their branding, their website, their social media. And we've had the pleasure of opening their facilities, working with stakeholder groups, doing podcasts, all kinds of things to educate people about um, Be Well's unique model as a collaborative, and then also mental health awareness and stigma mm -hmm. so we can help people find, find the resources they need. So um, I think in all of this, what really unites my team is our mantra here. We are champions of all things good. And whether it's in real estate, nonprofit, healthcare, hospitality, education, those are kind of the big categories for us. We are trying to find the goodness and bring that forward. Uh, I love your answers. I could listen to you talking, and but I have other questions I want to ask. So I'm, I, it's, it's, it's fantastic, Rebecca. It's very good how you uh, you're you're a good guest. We're lucky to have you on the program. I'm 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 wondering. On one hand, your clients have more choices to move their message into the marketplace than ever before. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, it's the paradox of choice. I mean, mm -hmm. there's almost so much. So how do you, in your discovery and the strategy work that you do with them, how do you help them to navigate all the choices that are available? Yeah, it is, it is a um, navigation for sure. It's really... Um, I love how you said it because you use our language. We do discovery. And in that discovery is what is what are the known success factors we're looking for? Are we trying to build business, raise money, um, influence a community? You know, what action do we want? But it's also the unsaid success, right? It's does that executive have higher aspirations they want us to make them look good hmm. um it's the unsaid i want to i want to be honored as a business in the in the civic 50 for the good things we do in the community and it's it's really you know getting to know people and getting to know the group of leadership and what is really behind it what is the why behind what we're doing right hmm. so 
un unpeeling all of that, but also it's the soft side and the hard side. It's it's the data. What metrics are we going to measure ourselves by and what are we going to hold ourselves accountable to, right? So we go really deep into that. The next navigating piece is what resources are appropriate for your business to put towards this? So what expectations can we set based on the time, money, materials, commitment level we're willing to make? And that's a filter <laughs> that makes a lot of, takes some choices off the table for some time. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we, wanna, we want to change the world on a beer budget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. well then there's, you know, there are certain choices but it eliminates others, right? So that's a real that's a real conversation. Um, many clients get it, some don't. Some need education on what it takes to be a social media influencer, or what does it cost to um, buy those Google AdWords? Um, you know, and so that's part of our role too, is educating people about the things they've heard and what right. is it, and and is it an appropriate usage? in your phase and stage of business, and I say business, organization, nonprofit, for-profit, whatever type of business, um, is that the appropriate way to go? Um, or are there alternatives that can be effective or lower cost? And so we always are weighing, we, we talk about looking at things in a paid, owned, earned, shared way. Those are kind of four categories of how to navigate communications and there's mm -hmm. lots of layers and in earned media or um, paid opportunities, um, things you can um, create on your own in um, with people's time, you know, how do you get others to share your message? Um, so we can we use a lot of those types of um, filters to get to the recommendations we make for our clients. And that's a that's a very valuable service because I think without the strategy. You can spend a lot of money and time on the tactics, and you may not be happy with the yeah, ROI. The old, the old spaghetti on the wall just doesn't, it never worked. Right. <laughs> or it worked to an extent. You know, maybe you got lucky. And That's, followed, I was just going to say, yeah, if you're lucky, you hit pack, on something, right? You know, follow the pack. Oh, well, they do these things, so we want to do these things. Um, but then you're using someone else's strategy. Um, right. And so most of the companies we work with want to be in leadership, want to outperform. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we look for those types of things in the type when clients come to us. Sure. So you culturally know, companies that want to be industry leaders or thought leaders or the North star, those are the people you can really um, help them. Yeah. Like. But somebody who wants to do something bold um, status quo doesn't usually, you know, you don't need an agency that's, for status quo. <laughs> All right. Let's so, go big or bigger. Nice. Where do you we, go to we like access? David's amongst the Goliaths too. I'm sorry. I said we like the Davids amongst the Goliaths too. Right. Right. And Orange County's loaded with those up and coming, early stage, mid stage, growth oriented companies. We yeah. we've disrupted or created multiple industries over the time we've been in business here in Orange County. It's a it's a hotbed. <laughs> I know. It's it's fun. It gets me energized. So where do you go to get entrepreneurs' insights and experiences that are helping you to stay ahead of the competition and grow your business? Yeah. So I have a I have a lot of places I go. Um, 
I would, I would say I read a lot. And by read, what I mean is I listen <laughs> to books. <laughs> I do Audible and, and uh, books on tape and those types of things because I like to do a morning walk and it's my thinking time. So, I, you know, you can listen to leaders from all over the world in the books that they write. And there's often some really great advice there. Um, the other thing I do is I, you know, I'm involved in a lot of strategy with every one of our clients. And so I, that really feeds my ability to be thinking about, well, if my clients are thinking here, I should be thinking here. Mm -hmm. um, so that feeds a lot of it. And then I, over the years, have joined groups like Vistage or Rainmaker U, um, and where there's a lot of other top executives, CEOs, business development people. Um, and so just, you know, keeping your pulse on um, the industry. And then of course, I'm an avid reader of every newspaper. I, I have to like limit my reading <laughs> because I, as a, um, you know, I was raised as a PR person. I was a news junkie. So um, <laughs> that's, that's still in my blood and uh, staying on top of the headlines and the pulse of, you know, the voice of, of industry and the, and the voice of, you know, the consumer as well. Uh, that's important. And it's, <clears throat> you can dedicate a lot of time to it. And you're right, you have to be careful on how much you spend, especially you start reading articles on Google and at least another one and another one. I don't know about you, but you can, I find I can chew up a lot of time because I'm curious and yeah. these articles are well done and they take you down a rabbit hole, but it's yeah. good to know the knowledge. So well, let's look, to, let's look to tomorrow. Yeah. You'll be back on the show in the future, Rebecca. What are you going to be <laughs> talking about in the next chapter for Idea Hall? Well, I think we're going to see, you know, we worked on a, this year we've been really working on our five-year vision and it's, it has really energized the team. And what's really cool about it is they love what we're doing. They just want to do more of it. And so, you know, we're going to do some, um, we're going to make some commitments into, you know, going into more healthcare, expanding our commercial real estate um, we do a really good job of, of, you know, our Southern California contacts, but we think there's a real opportunity for us to have a more national footprint in that area because it is a unique thing that we've been doing for so long. We're going to double down in our nonprofit and DEI work. Um, there's just so, such a demand and appetite for it. We have just created a strategic partnership that um, is with a gentleman. His name is Chancellor Patterson, and he is the head of communications for the Martin Luther King Jr. Center. And so with having him now uh, collaborating with our team, it gives us so much more expertise and authority to be counseling people in their diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging work. And so many organizations, doesn't matter the category, um, from banking and finance to real estate to nonprofit to healthcare, are saying, how do we do this? How do we do it well? And um, so I think we're going to be pushing into those areas. Um, uh, with even greater strength with this strategic partnership. And it's great that you brought your team to help envision the next five years. And it's yeah. great to be working with someone with a name, Chancellor Patterson. That is an awesome name. Isn't that a great name? <laughs> <laughs> if, I had to, if I had to go under witness protection, they said, what, what do you want to be called? I say, Chancellor Patterson, man. That's like <laughs> awesome. 
that's my name, baby. Hans wow. is a wonderful man. He's going to be out here this next month meeting with a lot of our clients. He's based on the East Coast, and sure. but we are we are you know working daily with him on sure. Zoom and um, and bringing his capability to our clients. So it's really so fun. If someone would like to connect with you on, let's say, LinkedIn, for instance, or learn more about Idea Hall, where would you suggest they go? Sure. So our website is simply ideahall.com. People make the common mistake of calling us Ideal Hall, which we are, <laughs> but you won't find us there. You'll find us at ideahall.com. And then on LinkedIn, I'm I'm at Rebecca Hall, and we also have an Idea Hall um, channel uh, where we post a lot of our client work and our thought leadership program. Um, I'm on, same with Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, and then we are entering TikTok. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll have to start that following will, you. That will be later this year. We've, we've, got, our, we've got some strategy down and... Uh, um, we've done a lot of work on TikTok. It's time for us to be there too. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed your answers to my questions and the chance that we've had to be together. So thanks, Rebecca, for being a guest on the show. And Rick, thank you. This has been such a pleasure getting to know you. And, uh, and we are champions in goodness together. So thank you. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Rebecca's episode was number 1,386 in our catalog. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you'd like to tell your story, then connect with me on LinkedIn or visit my website. They're both Rick Franzi, R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I or rickfranzi.com. That's the website. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I truly hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.